eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Been a lot of a lot of trade talk. It's been a lot of trade talk. And um I still think the Warriors are gonna make a trade this year. I think this is gonna be the year they're gonna make an in-season trade. There's a lot of people I've seen on the timeline skeptical of it because of the war- Warriors past. And my response to that simply is the Warriors have a new GM. So I don't think that we can assume what happened in the past will continue now. Um, But secondly, if you are listening to like, you know, uh, Slater and and Thompson's podcast regularly, like most of us do, you hear them talking. Slater was on 95.7 the other day and he was just like, I think a trade is likely. In past years with the Warriors, and I say those, I say those guys because those are the people who I pay attention to. Like when Slater and Marcus and even Tim Kawakami, when when those guys are talking, these are people who have been covering the Warriors for years and years. Slater, not as long, but for a long time. They know what's going on with the Warriors. So if they're saying they think something is likely. They're never just saying it because they're guessing. And in past years, when it would be around this time and fans would be clamoring for trades, they'd be like, yeah, trades unlikely. Not this year. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's probably likely, right? So mm-hmm. I just think a trade is more likely this year. And I also feel like the circumstances this year are very different than past years um, in terms of them actually having assets or ways that they can make the trade um in terms of like you know I feel like there's less excuses to be made if you will meaning in the past I felt like there was always something you could point to well this person was out this person was this this person was that while they have had Draymond Green out the record wasn't substantially better with Draymond Green either. And I and I think the other thing too is that in this year, unlike other years, you have the 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 clay struggles. You have um Wiggins struggle. Wiggins just completely not really being playable. Um and then you also have Loon, right? So you have a number of other things that like didn't exist before to me that just make this year different. And I think after the way last season went, 
I don't think the Warriors feel like they can keep wasting a year where Steph Curry um, is playing at a high enough level to win them a championship. So for all those reasons, I do think some kind of trade will happen. Um, we can start talking about the potential trade candidates, but I do think a trade's going to happen. What do you two think? I think, uh, yeah, I think so as well. It's just a matter of like, what is the trade, right? Yeah. Who's going? Um, everybody's talking about Siakam. Siakam has been very vocal, I guess, about not committing to an extension, I guess. And he's going to go into free agency at the end of the offseason. And it's obvious that the Warriors do not have the money to just sign him outright, right? And I do not think they will get his bird rights if they inherited him. They will. The trade. They will. Mm-hmm. They will get his bird rights. I had to okay. get I had to get clarification on that because there's been a lot of that's why I want to talk about it because I think a lot of people are confused about okay. what will happen. And so um, and I've confirmed this now with multiple people. So they will get his bird rights, but I know there was like a whole conversation around the December 30th. And so if the trade wasn't done by then, then they don't get his bird rights. But that's not true. They do get his bird rights, but there are some limitations. So the most that they would be able, like, so let's say the trade was Siakam. I'm not even talking about who gets traded. They get his bird rights. And so the Warriors are over the cap. So that definitely matters for a team like them because they don't have the space to just sign him outright when he hits free agency. But because they would get his bird rights, they do have the ability to sign him, except it's looked at as a trade and extend. So they would only be able to sign him for up to two years not go to four years. Um, and it's only 5% salary increases, right? So the the thinking of many is like, no, he's not going to take that. He would just want to go hit unrestricted free agency and um, let a, a team sign him outright. The thing about that, though, is there has to be a team with cap space to do that, and that has to be attractive. And it seems like the teams that are on the table are Philly, Indiana, Detroit, and Orlando. So I don't think all those teams are attractive. I think Philly is probably attractive. I don't know enough about Siakam to know what he's looking for. Maybe Indiana, if you're like Halliburton, I get to play with him. But I don't know how many people want to go live in Indiana and like finish out their career there. But maybe that doesn't matter to him if they're putting the right kind of deal on the table. I don't think he's trying to go to to, to Detroit. I don't think anyone is trying to go to Detroit mm-hmm. and then Orlando. But again, those teams have to want him and want to have to sign him to that, you know, Um we don't know what they're going to offer him or what they'd give him. So that's potentially what you're competing with. But there are, there are also some who think like he will stay with the team who trades him. And there are a lot of people in Toronto, not because they just want the trade, but who think he's just saying that to hurt the Toronto Raptors ability because they've said a lot of things about like, it's not really going to be a nice parting when Mm -hmm. he leaves. So they think that, He's just saying that, but that he would. So no one knows, but like, that's kind of what people are saying. So now to bring it back full circle to the Warriors, I think any team trading for Siakam is going to try to get that understanding that he's going to stay with them. 
Because if no team is going to get that, then no no one is going to give up real assets for a rental, right? So I feel like that's going to have to try to be a part of the understanding, but I don't know if it will be. But that's, that's you know, back to you, Justin. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, but other otherwise, I do think a trade is likely. It just comes down to, like you said, if he is committal, right, then the Warriors probably would be more likely to include a young guy, right? They've came out and said it won't be JK pretty much, but maybe it's Moses Moody um, plus some first round pick or or two or something like that. Um, what does a Chris Paul trade look like? Are they looking to trade Chris Paul, right? Probably, I think they are. Hopefully, hopefully right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think they, they are. Didn't a report come out saying that? I did not see that. That would be... I think I saw what you saw, Natalie, where it was Chris within that, but they were also like, you probably got to toss in Moses as well, kind of. No, I just... saw something straight up that said, um, <laughs> yeah, no, because I saw it right after the day I did my spaces because I was saying that the Warriors need to get rid of Chris Paul. I'm going to look for it while you while you guys yeah. are talking, but no, no, no. But, yeah, there's was the report. I think, um, yeah. They were um, auditioning. NBA <laughs> trades was more. <laughs> sorry, I don't know the validity of this account, but a lot of people follow it. Almost 40,000 followers. Um, Warriors will be looking to move Chris Paul before the NBA trade deadline. Two Eastern Conference teams have already shown interest. Yeah, that was on January 5th. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, that's it comes fine down and dandy. To, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think we're all in agreement that they are gonna be active. I knew that once Mike came on board and, and traded Jordan, I was like, okay, he's one of the GMs that's that's trying to make moves. Um we can argue about whether or not he should have held on to Jordan a little bit longer or not, whatever the case may be. Um, I think they're at this point where they say we are committed to the core. Um, they've extended Draymond. Obviously, things have changed since then with Draymond and his antics and stuff like that and how they've looked as a team. But I think they're at this point where they're like, look, we got to do something. We can't just keep being a 500-level team. We have a lot of big contracts on this roster just to be a 500-level team. We need to either fill in these this money with players that's going to help us contend or we need to dump the money. Um, so either way, either direction they're going in, I think they are making changes to the roster for sure. Yeah, and I've I, I have to switch up what I was thinking early on, where I was like, "No, they can't possibly trade Wiggins. He took the discount and and everything like that." And that, that. nope, nope, nope. So now, really they gave him that discount. But but now I don't think I, they're going to get anything for Wiggins though. Right now, I think a Wiggins trade has to be in the summer. Uh, like I just I don't I don't think you're going to get the value for him right now. Mm -hmm. You you try to hope that he can play a little bit better down the stretch of the season because he has a movable contract. The price yeah. you know the price of the contract is is reasonable, and he's at he plays a position that's coveted. Mm -hmm. So if he can show a little sign of being quality. I think they can make that trade. But I think right now you'd be giving that up and getting nothing that mm. will help the team. So, and I don't think they need Wiggins right now to make a trade that can help them for right, for right now. Um, I just want to go on record in saying that I'm okay if they trade him. 
Oh, well, I was okay if they trade anyone. The only person, like anyone, I, I don't <laughs> want, there's a priority order for me. But outside <laughs> of Steph, I, like I'm truly okay if they trade any of, any of them, um, including Draymond or Clay. Like, it, like, you, like it's about Steph and what you got to do to to win for him. And so mm -hmm. whatever gets you the best thing you can get. And the reason why it's really important to also like not give up everything you, or try to go all in right now is because the playoffs and the way things go always changes things. So mm -hmm. things that didn't yeah. look like they were possible <laughs> become possible. Like, I don't know. I would pay attention to the Bucks and how they're struggling and if there is an early exit over there, right? Like, I get that everyone signs the contracts, but, and I said the same thing too about like the Sixers, right? I mean, I, Joel Embiid wants to win. Giannis wants to win more. Like, I just think, like, you got to pay attention to how, like, teams shake out because you never know. Now you start to hear people are disgruntled. And not all teams, not all teams want to pay the money to win. Most owners don't. Like, we criticize Joe Lacob on some level, but, like, he will put his money on some level where his mouth is, you know? Um, and a lot of owners don't want to do that. Um, we know the rules that were put in place, you know, to kind of hurt teams with talent. In part, that was because of the Warriors. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> in response to what the Warriors did, right? Yeah. So a lot of owners, they don't want to pay the money. Um, I think an important, I know a lot of people are blocked by Tim Kawakami. So maybe you guys didn't see this, but I, I think, I don't know. I'm not blocked. I just want okay. you to know. I'm oh, yeah. not blocked. You are blocked. Okay. So um, something important that um, Kawakami tweeted earlier with respect to Jonathan Kaminga um, is that he doesn't think it's that the Warriors would not trade Kaminga to the, the, the Raptors, but he doesn't think that they would do it without assurances, you know, that um, Siakam is going to be all in. Yeah. Yeah. So um and he said also doesn't mean that they won't trade him somewhere else, but I, I think specifically with Siakam, and I think that's the deal for any team, right? Like the Hawks said no to Jalen, um, the Kings said no to, to Keegan, right? I think um, no team is going to do that without some assurances around Siakam. I also think it's notable that we heard about Keegan, well, we heard about the Kings and then like, Five minutes later, we heard those talks were done. Um, you haven't really heard that with respect to any other team, which is why I don't think conversations between the Warriors and um, the Raptors are over yet. I don't know if it will be Pascal, but I do think that, one, I think it would be really impressive if Mike Dunleavy would do it. But I do think a trade centered around Moses Moody is actually a really good offer. And I think the Warriors would be okay giving up Moses Moody for a rental. That doesn't mean we personally here on Golden Spaces don't value Moses Moody. I'm going to say that again. Okay. <laughs> we think very highly of Moses. But when everybody's back, Steve Kerr isn't playing Moses. Moses is not getting the minutes. So if he's a player you're not playing anyway, you might as well trade him. So even if it's to get back a rental. So if you only have to give up Moses Moody and Chris Paul's expiring and throw in a pick, that's actually a pretty generous offer. 
for a player whose contract is expiring and who's a rental. Um, and that's why multiple people have proposed that not just Warriors fans, but I've seen it now by like a few people in the national media. And there's a lot of people in Toronto who think Moody is actually a better fit for the team than Jonathan Kaminga. Um, so like, there's always the idea that Masai might want Jonathan Kaminga. He does want Jonathan Kaminga, but it may not be for current fit. It may be because he's just the higher value asset because he may want to move him later. But um, the other risk that he runs is if he doesn't get a better offer from another team, then you lose Siakam for nothing. And does he want to do that a year after losing Fred Van Vliet for nothing? Like, mm -hmm. is that going to go over well? Is that going to be okay? So yeah, we know how Masai can be, but I don't think he has the kind of leverage people think. So, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. But I do think Moody being the centerpiece versus us, a, 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 a Kaminga only with Toronto I think is more possible than we may have thought before I don't know that would be the case with anyone else but I think with Toronto in particular it's popular it's possible now Justin I know you're really high on Laurie Markkinen the entire fan base wants him I think Laurie Markkinen is a pipe dream I don't think he's really available or going to become available mm -hmm. I don't you're shaking so. your head yeah no, no I Utah is not giving up Laurie especially him saying that he wants to be there as well. Not many say they want to be in Utah, just FYI, but that he <laughs> is really embracing it. Plus that price tag is super high. Danny Ainge is going to want the farm just to move Warrior. I, I just don't see that that's happening. So I kind of just like, don't think about it, guys. He's not coming here. He probably wants a team centered and built around him. And that, that could be a reason why he likes it there. And if they're telling him like, look, we're going to look to try to build around you. Maybe he wants to give it a chance and see what that's going to look like. It's not like he can't try to ask out later. So it doesn't shock. I mean, I wouldn't want to be in Utah, but you know, I'm a very different complexion than Lori Markkinen. So <laughs> maybe that doesn't matter as much to him. But, um, though, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Mm. I don't. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> just <with> a <laughs> price. I mean, probably not. I think if he is available, I would, you know, go for it. Um, just like if Siakam is, if that deal's available, I would go for it. I think either one of those two dudes would change the complexion of this team and the trajectory of this team pretty much instantly. So I'm fine with either one. I've always said I would prefer Lowry because he's younger and cheaper. I mean, the cost to get him might not be cheaper, but like his contract is cheaper, um, which is always a better thing, but either one. Get me yeah, but I think that's the other thing, too. I think Utah, I think they're looking to restructure that agreement anyway at the end of this summer. And that's probably and, something he would want yeah. anyway, because I, of Oh, you're talking about his contract? Yeah, because it's so cheap right now. So I think that's one of the things, too. I don't think, like, I don't think he's going to finish out on that contract, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. I think it's going to be changed. And then the other thing, too, though, about a player like Lori is that a lot of teams want him. So um, if he truly does become available, they're going to be competing with teams who can probably make better offers than them. OKC being okay, one of them. See. 
Yeah, I think OKC might be the only team that can really out outbid them because they got all the picks. But Golden State still got like two, three picks that are pretty high value. Um, 2028, 20, 2030 20, first round pick. These are years where Steph's going to be ancient. So it's like those are probably going to be, you know, high value first round picks. But OKC got everybody's picks from every team. So it's like <laughs> you can't really outbid them. It becomes a question of is OKC willing to just try to go all in this early. They are the youngest team in the NBA. So it's like we got they got time. They don't necessarily got to go after Lowry. Not really with those new CBA rules. That's true. They're but, cheap over there. So I don't know what they're going to happen when all those guys need to get paid. And yeah, so that's another reason why they might not be trying to grab Lowry because his contract is going to be up sooner than Jalen and Chet's. You know, so it's even more money you got to commit to them, um, to him. So who knows? But yeah, I mean, Laurie's the type of dude. He's also at the age where you can give up a few firsts for him because you know he's still going to be good during those years. So you're probably not going <laughs> to need the first round pick on those years. But yeah, I, I doubt that he's seriously available. So Pascal, see you. See what you can get. Uh, give for him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about Lori and Pascal, but I just want to know, one... In terms of any other players or potential trades, Zach um, Levine is another potential person the Warriors have been linked to. Um, I know that you are not interested in Zach Levine. Um, so can you break down why? And then also just if there are any other teams or or rather players around the association who you would like, who you think could potentially have players that would work, Justin? Yeah, with Zach, it's just like, if you bring him in, I mean, a lot of people were proposing the clay for Zach. I wouldn't do that. I feel like that's mostly a lateral move just because even though Zach might be the more individually talented player, he doesn't fill in any of the team needs in addition to filling in for clay. Like if he was as good as clay and brought more, then it's like, okay, sure. Right. But you need to be like top tier one type of player to do that. 
he's not that type of player. So if you bring Zach in, it's still going to be everybody's guarding Steph and Zach only, and they leaving everybody else open, and you get worse on defense. And his contract is forty plus million for like two, three years after this one, where Clay's forty million for this year. Um, plus Steph is not signing off on that. But if you do Zach for someone other than Clay, I mean, like a bunch of I don't know, you got a bunch of money you got to put together, so you're losing a bunch of players just for Zach. I just don't think that's worth it. Um, but other players, as Jared Allen in, in Cleveland, who knows if they're selling at this point because he's been kind of keeping them afloat with all their guys injured and out. But Cleveland might just be selling at this point. They they might not view this current core as something that they can win long term with. So maybe he's available. He's a good player and they need or they can benefit from more functional size, athleticism, finishing, rim protection. It'll help Draymond a lot. And um, he's a low maintenance guy, right? So yeah. you don't got to worry about him coming in asking for all these touches and three centers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That would but, almost assuredly move like Loon out the rotation completely, right? Yeah, probably. Which I'm totally fine with. At this point. No, I am too. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's cool. But Jared Allen's another one. Uh, maybe Wendell Carter is another one. What about Claxton like, on the Nets? I like Claxton. He's offensively limited. Yeah. Right? I don't think he's yeah. the best decision maker with the ball. He's not a bad passer, but I don't know if he's like actually seeing plays before they happen or just making a good pass. You know, he makes everything around around. He shoots like 80% around around. It's all dunks. And he's a great, he's a great defender. So he would fit perfectly defensively, switch everything, protects the rim, runs the floor. He's a good player. I just, I don't know if he's a Warriors player um, in the sense that like, you got to be able to make quick decisions and stuff on offense. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, you mentioned a lot of centers. So, basically, that's – it seems like you're honing in on we need another center, another center, another center. Not necessarily a center. <laughs> it's just that they need front court players. They need a front court player who can, like, finish around the basket and defend. Right. right. Um, right. At a high level, right? Like, Trace can do both theoretically. And, and – you know, there's stretches where he does both at a high level, but he's still a rookie. He makes rookie mistakes. Right, right. Stuff like that. Um, Jared is solid. Jared is solid. He was an all-star mm-hmm. one year. It might have been yep. like one of those like kind of fluky all-stars, but he's he's shown that he can get up to a high level. Now, he did kind of get punked in the playoffs last year, so that's kind of something that where it's like, eh, we're going to have to insert some dog in you. But I think he's, I think he's a good player, um, high-level starter. Yeah. Yeah, young still. I like so, him. Yeah, he's a good player, yeah. Okay, well, something they have to keep in mind in general right now, which we will have no way to know this until the summer, because when I see a lot of people talking trades, they're like, well, you know that's a player Kerr would like, or that's not a Kerr player. But I don't know that we can be thinking about what, who Kerr likes right now for trades, right. because I'm not convinced Steve Kerr is going to be here next season again. But, you know, so I think it's like, And also, I don't think you're making trades. People might get upset with me. I don't think you're making trades about this year. Like, I mean, you are. And it's like, if this person comes and they help and y'all can go on a run, great. But it's it's future looking. It's looking towards their future now. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. even if, you know, it's not a quote unquote current player, regardless, I think if it's improving the team overall, um, for the future, you you have to make the trade, right? So I think mm-hmm. that has to be the thinking. I would hope that's the way the Warriors were thinking. Um, 
I think everyone knows why Lori would be a good addition to the team. So I don't really want to talk about Lori because I feel he's unrealistic. But I do want to talk about Pascal because there were a bunch of people like just saying ridiculous things to me today about him. The spacing. Here they come again with the spacer. Oh, they think they're so smart. Oh, Dre, Pascal. And telling me how much he shot 32% from three and he's only been this ever in his career. And, you know, on and on and on and on. And I'm like, guys, okay, first of all, the team's spacing already fucking sucks, okay? So, <laughs> I mean, he's not going to make it worse, you know? It is what it is. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, he is going to make it worse. No, he's not. It, it's right. already bad. But secondly, I said, to me, as as hard as sometimes it is to watch the offense, the Warriors are still generating offense, right? Like they are still generating offense. Their biggest issues are defense and having someone, in my opinion, and having a consistent second person who's going to always be able to score and get them points, whether it's shooting at the, whatever, just that second person to give them points. And I said, he checks both boxes. He checks both of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, if you get him the ball, he can do something with it. Mm -hmm. And he can self-create. Like, I I don't understand. At an all-NBA level. Yes, and he adds more length to the team. His wingspan is like, what, seven-something? Something. Something. I mean, he was shutting everything (laughs) down at the rim today. I don't know if they they watched him closely today. He's great defensively against them. I mean, he's... He's won a championship against this team. Like, so it's it's kind of undeniable that he's a good player. Um, and then, like you said, they, it's more than just like the consistent two. It's more of like a guy who can consistently make defenses think twice about sending multiple players to Steph and Clay. If you can make them think for a second, maybe I don't double off of this guy. Maybe I don't, you know, send my two defenders up on this ball screen up to Steph and Clay because Siakam is the one set in the screen. And if you do, Siakam's now open, and he's going to score every time. <laughs> we saw it with Kevin Durant. Siakam's not as good as Kevin Durant, but we saw how su- how supercharged KD look when you send in multiple people to Steph and Clay, and he's just going one on one with people who can't guard him, or he's just flat out just open. He's going to score every time. I mean, Siakam has turned himself into one of the best mid range players in the NBA, so that's another reason why the whole spacing argument is just kind of null and void, right? It's not like he's just a guy who do- who teams just don't guard outside the paint you have to guard him pretty much up into the three you can leave him at the three but once he get inside that three-point line it's automatic and he can dribble so that's another reason why the spacing is like eh, who cares about the spacing he can get to where he wants to get to even in a in a phone booth so i said he can get to the rim like, he can get to the rim at will in transition <laughs> you know he can play a lot of the draymond spots you know and it the warriors offense creates inverted spacing they force teams out away from the rim because of steph and clay's gravity they pull teams away from the rim so it's not like teams are just packing the paint and the warriors can't hit threes you know they're running the warriors guys off the three-point line and leaving the paint open (laughs) we just don't have the guys that can consistently get to the rim off the dribble and score you know jk is the closest thing we have to that so what do you say to the argument that he's redundant with draymond (laughs) what <laughs> that's what someone told me today and i said no he's not 
I, I don't see Draymond. Pascal being a playmaker all like that. Like, I don't see. I don't see any his... redundancy between him and Draymond, to be honest. No, I mean, they're both power forwards. That's the only redundancy, right? So you'll see, <laughs> like, you know, like he's a scorer, right? He passes. I would consider him like a little bit of a playmaker, but Draymond is like a connector. He's not a scorer. Draymond will score when he feels like he absolutely has to shoot or when he's <laughs> wide open, right? So, so we're all yelling passing, at the TV, shoot, ding dong. Right, exactly. Those. That's when Draymond tries to score. So what becomes interesting, though, let's say it's Pascal, right? And let's say Moody is who's given up. That means Wiggins has to come back into the starting lineup, though. You see Jonathan Kaminga next to Pascal? No. I was just about to say that just it has to be Wiggins to me mm-hmm. all the way. It has to be Wiggins. <laughs> I think. Definitely. I mean, it doesn't has it doesn't have to be Wiggins. It probably should. You could. Who else, put, you could Who else remaining pods. on the roster would it be? You could put pods and have him guard the twos and have Clay guard the threes. Yeah, but then who's going to be in your your second lineup? Because Chris Paul's gone in that deal too. Yeah, Chris Paul is gone. So yeah, it's probably got to be Wiggs. That's cool. I mean, like, at that point, the pressure is so much off of him that hopefully he can kind of get back to his old self. But if he don't. Because your second line of, I think, ends up being Brandon, um, GP2, um, Kaminga, Dario, Trace, and Dario. Yeah. Yeah. And either way, like, Loon sort of Mm. falls out of things. Yeah. They would it would have to be multiple deals, I think. If you use if you do the CP3 and Moody thing, just because even looking at yeah. that second, like that second lineup spacing is nasty. But <laughs> you trade Moody, who's a spacer, and you bring in Siakam, who's not necessarily a spacer. So I think the starting lineup would be fine. But other lineups, you would have to get a little bit more creative and you would have a lack of spacing there. So you would probably have to make another deal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And by the way, this is really only an issue for Steve Kerr because he has to play like five and five versus just staggering. <laughs> yeah, even if, but even if you stagger, you have to keep one of Steph and Clay at all times, and you got to hope Pods kind of gets his jumper hit because for sure, no more spacers other than them three on that roster. But I mean, the only other contract to really move is Wigs. And then that's like multiple players. Like you're not just getting, mm-hmm. I mean, who you're, I mean, unless you're trying to get, I, I, what are you getting for Corey Joseph? I mean, you can try to, you can a try something, 
with Gary or Loon because they both making about eight mil a year. I don't know what their trade. You're okay is. losing GP two. If it, I mean, it would I, I hurt, think, but I, yeah. But I mean, Loon or Corey Joseph are the only other two contracts you can really try to yeah. trade to see if you can because get you think Curry is going to sign off losing GP two though. I, mean, I think you guys need to get this idea out of your head about Curry signing off of things. It, no, like, <laughs> all I'm saying is he, all I'm saying, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is just the way they seem to operate. GP2 I is just, not even playing right now. He gets injured I, every other day. I know, but all I'm saying is the way that they, just the way they interact to me just seems like, I don't think I don't, know. I don't think uh, he's Steph just is not like impacting any trades they want to make. It's it's not it's just happening. like everybody can go. <laughs> everybody can go. I mean, it's like, first of all, I mean, if they have to make a trade, I don't know that they will do all of those trades this year. I'm just saying, like, whatever the big trade is, they're gonna lose something. Oh, yeah. They're gonna lose something. Mm. So, like, yeah, you can try to get off of like a loon. Or a Corey Joseph first and see if that gets you back something that you need. But if not, then you gotta trade one of the other pieces of value that mm. are still there. For sure. Or you just go with what yeah. they have. It's mm. the only way. So like there's Steph is not gonna be able to say no. Like you you have to yeah. there's there's no alternative. Yeah, I think whatever whatever way they go, it does have to be multiple trades. I think it has to be. You can't just get back one player um, because it just – the player that you give up to get that player is – unless it's like a one-for-one – They'd one only be giving up two players in theory for for Pascal. Yes, that's true. But, like, it has to be a, a skill set replacement or you get – you have to make another deal, right? You're giving away a ball handler and a shooter for a front court slashing rim pressure type of guy. And you still keep all the other rim pressure guys on your team. So, and you lose the shooter and the ball handling. So, you probably got to make another trade. Sure, to get they that were never shooter. playing Moody anyway. So, for sure. they weren't using him. They weren't. They weren't. But now, for sure, you got another dude that's like, doesn't have the same skill set as Moody. And you need, you need players that complement his skill set now. So, the players that are kind of operating in his same area of the court mm-hmm. most likely have to be rearranged or they got to go for a player that fits his skill set better because or else you're just creating a new issue, right? You're, you're plugging one hole, which is Piascom, Piascom, Siakam. <laughs> Siakam is, is fine. He's a huge <laughs> band-aid for like a lot of issues, but he ain't a big enough of a band-aid. Yeah, this to is why I don't think this is why I'm just like, yeah, I don't look at this trade as like, he's going to come and then they're fixed and then, they win it all. I mean, they could because that's always the potential, right? But I'm just yeah. saying, I think it's like, okay, you get him because it's not a trade you can make. It's not like you can't get him this summer. So if you don't get him now, then you can't get him this summer. Right. And trying to get someone else later in the summer is going to actually be harder since you guys don't have cap. So then at that point, the only pieces you have are to trade Wiggins or to sign cp to trade him you know what i mean like that's that contracts a lot so you 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 have a way now to get pascal Mm -hmm. ideally 
and see if you can convince him to say it works out. And then in the summer, you try to move off of wigs or like do the other stuff. I don't know if you're going to be able to do all those trades right now in February. True. Might get on it early, though. Hmm? That's the only way. The only way that they would be able to do the multiple trade thing is if they trade for someone early and then, you know, just do both trades before the deadline and not wait to the day of to try to make all the trades you need. But yeah, like you said, it's, these trades are most likely for next year anyway. First, right? Like you want to know if you get Siakam first for before sure. you do the others. And Siakam one is not going to happen until that final day because yeah. Masai is going to wait and wait and wait and wait. And then see which one of these. Which is the team offer. gets the most desperate before he makes a decision. That's the reason. Like you can maybe have the others, the framework in the background and see, but like, cause I, I think they're looking for a big trade. I don't think it's like on the margins again. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can't do the others until you know if you're getting Siakam. Exactly. And other teams are doing the trades and doing like multiple things. So, you know. Yeah. I just feel like it's unlikely that there's going to be like multiple trades and they're getting like two guys and either. I, I just, I feel like it just feels unlikely, but um, that's, I mean, that's like a very like 2k type of scenario. Like you just, right. it's like a fantasy land, but I feel I mean, like you get Siakam and you, you figure out the best out. you can do for this se- for this season as it plays out. And then in the summer, you then see what else happens. Yeah. Yeah. All this talk is uh, stressing Karima out. She don't like trades. <laughs> stressing you out, Karima? Not stressed, but I, I it's just because I don't want to see certain players go. So sure. that's why and trying to that really breaks you up. Say that again. Who is it that really like breaks you up? Moses. Moses. It's Moses. <laughs> I know. Oh, Moses is going. You haven't started to deal with that yet? No, I have not. <laughs> it's just, I, he just, I just feel like. Moses and or Kaminga are going. Like the, those guys. You know what? And if Kaminga goes, I don't, I don't feel that much of an attachment. However, I would be like, listen, I see why it had to happen. Of course, you know. But Moses, I just, I don't know. I just feel bad for him. But he always just brought energy, no matter what. He, he always brought energy. And he worked hard. I feel hard. like they risk losing Moses regardless of whether or not they keep him, which is another reason why I feel like, oh, gosh, the Lakers won, so they're back ahead of the Warriors. <sighs> After all that talk, the Clippers let the Lakers beat them. Frauds. Um, Crash. I think I think with Moses um, and Kaminga, and that was that was the last part of the thing I wanted to just like address with you guys quickly because these reports came out on Friday and we didn't talk then about um, Moses about Kaminga um, and basically him not trusting Steve Kerr to like manage his essentially his career and also. Moses. It was it was a little vague on the Moses report, but basically that they I'm assuming his reps have gone, you know, to the Warriors as well about him and his playing time, right? And so both of these guys, I don't think anybody would disagree have been mismanaged by the Warriors, right? Um so what are the chances that 
they want to stay with Golden State when that time comes. I mean, I know the way that like it's set up for the extensions and everything. They're almost like forced into staying. But if you really, truly are not getting playing time and you're being yo-yoed, I feel like they might just be like, man, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, how are they ever going to get to play and show if they're always behind, if they can never break in? I mean, even if the Warriors were to keep Jonathan Kaminga and not want to trade him and you bring in a player like Pascal and he goes back to the bench, that probably also won't go over well with him, which is why I think in the summer, that's when you look to make a trade with Kaminga, right? And then maybe get something else back that's better for him and you get Wiggins trade and really consolidate the roster. But I'm just saying that, these guys, they have to start playing. They're going into their third years of their career. So, like, we can want to hold on to Moody, but I don't think Moody's happy being on the Warriors, even though he's playing, you know, the team yeah. guy and not saying anything. So I just I, – I don't see how they shouldn't trade them because I just feel like they've mismanaged them and there's not going to be a reason for them to want to stay, even though they're saying all the right things, which is what they should do. Since that report, we know that Jonathan Kaminga um, and Steve Kerr talked, right? We know that Steph also talked to him and Kaminga since come out and said, oh, you know, blah, 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 you know, but that's what he's supposed to say. His agents and his people have trained him on the right things to say. So um, that's where things are with those two. 